Thank God it's Free Range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now. UMFM, this is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Elves, and kicking things off tonight, that's Witch Prophet with Indigo from her Polaris-nominated album, The Golden Octave. She's playing at the Goodwill Social tonight as part of Roll Call, the UWSA's uh, 
after party, as it were. Uh, Boogie the Beat and others playing as well. Uh, tomorrow night at the Goodwill, Super Duty Tough Work are launching their new EP, Studies in Grey. I'm going to play you a track from that right away. And then coming up in the show, we're going to be talking to Juniper Bush, who are playing in Selkirk tonight and going to be playing at the Goodwill next week with Royal Canoe. And uh, I'm going to be talking to Alb Driver of Discogs uh, about a uh, initiative that the website is doing this September. Right now, though, this is Super Duty Tough Work with Exhibit Gray. you get your ideas from? Your ideas? Oh, man, I got a million dreams. What is it? It's all I do is dream all the time. I thought you played piano. No, no, this is not piano. This is dreaming. Yeah, it's that flow nicely, precise blows like Tai Chi. My foes profile imposing in the Nike as I quietly rock X like it's 9 3. My light's green, I improvise wisely. Compose motion pictures like Spike Lee on live beats. We doing the right thing. Only heavy hitters in my circle. Like minds, different goals we all trying to pursue. Kick truth, decolonize the worldview. Fools thirsting for views on YouTube. Likes on the gram, that's ego. Raps harder than tweets from. Facing the evils, sabotage besides catch shot with applause while they plotting the double cross is raw. But show it's like that, and that's the way it is. Arranging life, where can I place these hands? Blaze these and get mine, sister one nine 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 like common sound bombing these fake shaman. Yeah. Thinking they so nice with no stripes. We expose Rachel Dolezal out types. It's like they wanna flex, try to answer the truth. Get power and influence to cast their image in you. But show hip hip to it. Ain't no way we let him infiltrate this music. Get up on stage and exert the influence. Now we traveling without moving, without moving, kid. You know we hip hip to it. Ain't no way we let him infiltrate this music. On stage and exert the influence. Now we traveling without moving, without moving, kid. like to go, What it is, what it be, yo. This is the sound. This is the sound. Yo. Yo, my team so gifted, it's no image. We code switching to grow business, got provisions across the globe. They blow kisses and want to roll splits with this kid with that style so vicious. Each verse go printed, give him a glimpse of what could be. Ascension is key, yo, why you shook be? Eyes hidden beneath the woolly. All I see is Kanye copies. We like Donnie in a hoodie, and you know I stand close to the edge, so don't push me. What rookie? My mic check, sparking riots from the city of missing women and sleeping giants. We talk philosophy, then demonstrate applied science. You should try it. I'm talking to you dick riders, biters While my tastes refine the finest Cats rocking some whack shit Thinking that they stylish But all I see is implicit bias But yo, hip hip to it Ain't no way we let them infiltrate this music Get up on stage and exert the influence And we traveling without moving, without moving, kids You know we hip hip to it Ain't no way we let them infiltrate this music Get up on mics and exert the influence And we traveling without moving, kid Without moving, kid Without moving Without moving, kid, without moving, kid, without moving, it's like that, y'all, and you don't stop. Super duty, and we rockin' a short shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
right. Well, in the studio, a little ahead of time because they're playing in Selkirk tonight. <laughs> I got the members of Juniper Bush. Uh, we're we're going to talk a little more about a show that if you're in Winnipeg and you're listening to this show, you can go see next week. Uh, but uh, quick, quick plug of the details of the Selkirk show. Where are you playing? What time are you on? Any of that? Well, we're playing at the Merch in Selkirk, Manitoba. And um, I'm not entirely certain when we're going to be playing, but it's going to be a great second show. Last. Second last, okay. Second last at the Merch. We're playing with Zune. Zune. Formerly known as Bloom. Who? And Cheap yeah. Heat. And. Pilfered, Pilfered goods. Okay, you know how to say it. I w- I wasn't sure, um, and it's a special show for us because all the members besides Adrian, who plays guitar, and Juniper Bush are from Selkirk or the Selkirk Interlake region and have gone to the Selkirk Comprehensive High School. So, if you're so you'll you'll go early and and walk the halls of Selkirk and and no. and, uh, no, and no, look no, at the no, 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 school no. photos. No, absolutely not. That's not happening. <laughs> We'll make it Not right on time for the show. We'll play the show. <laughs> I'm going to go to my mom's. I'm going to go to bed because I have to work at 7 in the morning the next yeah. day. Did growing up in a like smaller town affect your music at all? Like, did I, I'm always curious. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I grew up in Brandon, and so I think that experience shaped me in some ways. And sort of access to music or, like, the people that I associated with was, mm-hmm. like, very different than I think living in Winnipeg. I think it must have, it but must I don't think have. we really think about it too much. Yeah. I just played music, like, all the time when I was in junior high and high school. So I don't I don't, n- I don't know how it would have affected other than it was just so boring. <laughs> and there's just so many bad things to do. Music was the only other. So this is one of those things where, like, it pushes you towards the music just because... Uh, out of boredom like like in in the same way that a lot of people mm-hmm. say that Winnipeg produces a lot of musicians because during the winter yeah like you just kind of have to hunker down in in yeah. a studio space or write or this like kind of mixture of being bored and extremely emotionally unwell yeah <laughs> i think it's weird though cuz like like a lot of like the group that we kind of came grew up with in Selkirk like me and Lizzie and Daniel and the band Zune and there's Scott and Mark in, uh, and even to an extent, uh, Stephen and in, in, in Cheap Heat. Like we all kind of grew up listening to kind of a lot of, like especially me, me Dan and Scott and Lizzie. Like gr- listen to a lot of shoegaze and kind of psych rock music, and that's the kind of music that we play now. So like, I guess like, I don't know. I think it's kind of weird that we all ended up, I guess, making that kind of music. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I have to imagine it was like records and not like specific like live bands that tw- pushed you into shoegaze and psych rock. Right? Yeah, like we loved My Bloody Valentine for a very long time. Uh, Beach Boys, Pet Sounds was a big one when we were growing up, and we all we all really kind of like like Nirvana and kind of the grunge music for 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 a while. But it was, it was and Slow Dive, mm-hmm. so it was, it was kind of like a mix between a lot of kind of grungier stuff, at least for for me and. And some of the people I grew up with, and then and then mixed in with the shoegaze and kind of like more '60s psychedelic, even like Rolling Stones and Beatles stuff. So that's what you were listening to. But did when you picked up a instrument and decided I'm going to be a musician, did you have a sense like this is the kind of music that I want to make, or like is it kind of too ephemeral and you just kind of start writing and that's what comes out? Um, 
I don't know, maybe I'll let you answer that one. Well, like when I started making music, I I just learned chords on a guitar from my dad and played and like made a record when I was 16 of just like singer-songwriter stuff. And then when I played piano, I remember listening to Emily Haynes thinking like, oh, I can play piano. (laughs) I don't know why I don't do that. And so I started playing piano probably because of Emily, listening to Emily Haynes, soft skeleton, whatever. And then when me and Daniel and Danny and uh, we like kind of met again after high school, well, Daniel had showed me some chords on guitar and every time I learned something on guitar, I just beat it into the ground with songs. So Daniel showed me the chords that I still use now. So he was probably the most influential for my playing. Mm -hmm. And then other than that, just whatever comes out, comes out. I, I, tr- I tried playing guitar and then I immediately got moved to to bass because I sucked at guitar so I didn't because <laughs> so I, I I didn't really really even have a like I, I kind of wrote songs in high school but they were like kind of punk rock and they were total failures of songs so I started playing bass in most bands because bands needed a bass player and then I, it took me a couple of years to be able to like I mostly write songs kind of thinking of like a bass line and I write quite a few songs now, like even coming with the guitar parts, but it took me quite a few years. Well, the good news is bands are always looking for bass players. <laughs> like, if ever I see like a band asking for an, a musician, it's always the bass player. Never mind. There's Sometimes a huge, drummer. there's a huge <laughs> movement of two-piece bands that don't have bass players now. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's just encouraging. So lucky to play with you because you're the best bass player I know. <laughs> so the the roots stretch back to Selkirk, but like. What's the the genesis of Juniper Bush? Like, at what point? I mean, because you, you're active in other projects and within the music scene in general. When when does Juniper Bush kind of actually take root? I think there's like a couple things. It's like, um, Adrian and I had gotten together and did some writing, and that was like, that was pretty great, and that's where Slowly came from, which is the track that we released. And then there was a point where I had like a, I had a few songs that I was like, oh my God, I, I need to release these songs together and I need them. They're about their specific time in my life. And I really need, I remember being like, I, I really need Danny and Kyle to play on these because <laughs> <laughs> of just what they were about and where they're from. And, and then it just kind of, I guess, turned in, we like a, played those some some of those song songs and then we like had a whole set very shortly after that so those songs like i mean was there something about them that suggested that they weren't for like another project ah uh, yeah can you pinpoint or put a finger on what what qualities they had that made it that way i don't really want to okay yeah okay but as yeah as about specific time in my life and a specific person and that yeah I think it, it, it was only supposed to be kind of a, a one-off project too like Lizzie had all these songs crafted and we were gonna play them and record them and then that was kind of the end plan for the project and then I guess we just kind of enjoyed playing with each other and and we kept coming up with song after song after song, mm-hmm. kind of just jamming and coming up with stuff. So it kind of evolved from 
just kind of a, an idea of being maybe like a five or six song EP that we play out a couple of times to kind of what it is now and we have a lot of ideas to kind of move and move forward I guess like we're, we have an album that we want to release next year but we have like tons of more songs that we want to record and, yeah, and show the world so it's good. It's kind of have like <laughs> two albums in the po- in our pockets. <laughs> yeah, the chance that we're, we're a natural John Paul duo. <laughs> so was it making those first few songs that you thought were going to be kind of the end of things was it the process of doing that that suggested that this should continue on or like oh what kind of decision probably. making goes into that i don't think there is i don't i'm not i don't, I don't even know, know. It's just kind of i think the uh, initial idea that we songs. went into was that it was going to be a few songs and it, we just never really discussed it we just kind of were banned yeah I don't know. <laughs> like we kept writing it just felt like song after song kept happening after song after and they were like awesome songs <laughs> like that I just love playing all of them and and uh, I remember there are so many times where I felt like just playing with uh like Danny and Kyle and Adrian just inspired so much inside of me so- like sonically is exactly what I want to be hearing and it just inspired other songs in in myself that yeah and now mm-hmm. and yeah I just and then, like with Danny's songs that he he writes and we play, like they're Adrian just writes a lot of sweet songs. Adrian, yeah. Kyle's gonna write a song one day, I'm sure, for the band. Kyle comes <laughs> up with some pretty <laughs> cool drum parts. That oh yeah, like, absolutely. Just the yeah, I don't just know. It just seems such like such a great uh, marriage, if you will, of people mm-hmm. for music. So then, with other things on the go, how do you? Like time manage or, or carve out pieces <laughs> to be Juniper Bush. It's it hard. Gets, <laughs> it's getting harder and harder. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all, each one of us individually decided to go to school at different times. So, like, I'm about to finish and Kyle's about to go to school. And Adrian's been kind of chipping away at school. So, like, with, with school and stuff, that's, that's kind of put, you know, a bit of a, but it, a, a bit of a, I guess, in terms of playing out and, and actually practicing as much as we want to. But also, I guess, it's going to give us a lot of opportunity to kind of plan getting our first album out and kind of make sure that that's done properly. And then we can, we'll just kind of pick it up from from when we release it, I think. Like, mm-hmm. right now it's kind of difficult for all of us to always get together with school starting and with different people have different with four different lives going adult lives going on at the same time Lizzie has a business Mm -hmm. Uh, Adrian's working in the films Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's it's but we we find time and I think it's it'll we'll have a lot of time to plan out for this for this album so with a gig like next week's at the Goodwill like do you test your material like is that does it give you an opportunity if you are planning out your album we've been testing it out for a whole year yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah we, we mostly play stuff that's not going to be on the on, on the album that we're planning to release i guess because yeah. we're kind of expecting to have to go back to those songs yeah. for a while anyways after after it is out uh so we're, we've been testing out new material for a long time yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably about a year and a half. Um, yeah, we like we uh, we play a lot of the 
we've been pl- well we will have been playing this set for a little a little bit now so and then when our album comes out we'll go back to uh playing those those songs we'll refall in love with those songs yeah so is there kind of a narrative thread or like a, an umbrella under which these songs for the album all stand like do, do you think of it as like kind of some sort of concept no no De- definitely not i think it's just concept of human connection and human emotion <laughs> yeah that's about that's about it yeah sure there's enough. there's a few songs where if i if in another life I would have just released them all just together and they would have just been no concept but these are about this Mm -hmm. these are about this thing that whatever and that's that's it but they're going to be in in the mix of the whole record which which no it's just I I just I think all my songs are about the same thing Mm. so (laughs) the one song that you've chosen to put out so far what 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 was it about this song that this was first or like the one that you kind of we'd gone through a few different uh ideas of what we'd want to release uh first so it it wasn't our first choice to release this one first but uh, i think in the end it made the most sense because it was um our first collaboration collaborative song so uh i i personally like that so it feels a little bit more um, it's just something that we all we all did, and rather than like a song that I wrote, and that's it, and then everyone else put their parts on. So I like I like that Adrian had written Adrian had written that the song first, um, with uh, the guitar progression, and then I had uh, we had jammed and I wrote the words for that, um, which came so easily. And then everything else just came together so so quickly and easily. I don't know. So yeah, that's it. Just made sense to to release that one. So details for the Goodwill show. Do you know any of those details offhand? It's on the twelfth, yeah. and it's at the Goodwill. And Royal Canoe are playing. The pre-sale tickets are sold out now, um, but there will be some tickets at the door. And uh, Royal Canoe is going to be playing. Pink Floyd's record Animals for that and then Slow Spirits also playing. And you're doing Dark Side of the Moon? And we're doing Dark Side of the Room. Uh, Dark Side of the Room. Uh, room, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you guys have a, a band camp or a SoundCloud or something for folks to keep tabs on Juniper Bush or where's the kind of best place to kind of get a sense of where the record's going to come out and things? We like to we post mostly on Instagram, and then we post our Instagram post to Facebook. But we we have a we have a band camp. Is it is it Juniper Bush Band? Yeah, like we is. have a band camp. There's nothing on it though yet. But um, if you go to our website juniperbushband.com and go to music, yeah, everything will be on there. Right. Yeah, you're Your gonna have um, everything on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, there'll be stuff coming soon. We have a music video that we've recorded that we just need to kind of finish editing and get out so there's there's going to be mm-hmm. some cool stuff on the horizon I'm, I'm we're thinking so bookmark juniperbushband.com juniperbushband.com and everything will flow from there yes. totally awesome well good luck on the 12th and thanks Thank very much for coming in and sitting down thanks so much thanks for having us yeah, thanks for talking to us
Oh 
the rain's coming in I turn up the radio My favorite song's about to begin Back here on Thank God It's Free Range, and you just heard from Jesper Lindell with Whatever Happens. That's from a forthcoming album on a live natural sound called Everyday Dreams. And before that, Paul and the Tall Trees with Then We'll Wave So Long from the album So Long. And that's coming out on Big Crown Records, label that's brought you Lee Fields and Lady Ray, amongst others. Uh, kind of feeling that Stax Motown vibe, and uh, no one has uh, exhibited that vibe more than Raphael Sadiq, who just dropped a new record recently called Jimmy Lee. We're going to hear a track called I'm Feeling Love, and then we're going to be talking to a driver of Discogs about the September Pledge initiative that the website is doing. That's coming up next here on 101.5 UMFM. Every day 
right. Well, the September Pledge Initiative, a.k.a. SPIN, is the new initiative from Discogs. And if you are a record collector or a uh, record listener and spend any time on the Internet, chances are you've looked at an entry on Discogs. Joining me from Discogs to talk about it, Ob Driver. How's it going, man? Great, great. We're doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing very well and uh, excited to talk about this because this, I, I definitely spend a lot of time on Discogs. So uh, this is of interest to me, but I hope uh, some of our, our listeners and, and other music fans will be uh, curious about this initiative. Now, this is an annual initiative, but not obviously not the exact in, same initiative year to year. Sure. And, and I'm curious sure. about kind of how you guys kind of land on a different initiative each year or like is, is there kind of like identifying an area where you need to address things or what, what goes yeah, into it? So, so the, uh, so the site is, is massive, right? And we have a uh, global usership and, um, we've recently crested, I think we have, uh, 11 million releases listed on the site. So, I mean, that's substantial, but our goal is to catalog the whole history of music. And so we, we ballpark that that 11 million number is probably just 10% of recorded history. Mm. So September is really this kind of uh, a pledge drive to get more submissions into the database uh, so that we can grow that number even higher. And so when we are looking at what we're going to do, particularly year to year. Last year was a real focus on diversity and like trying to get um, users from Latin America and Asia involved so that we could get some of those releases uh, um, bumped up on the site. Uh, this year is mainly trying to look at the expansion to kind of, um, I guess we're, we're focusing on Germany, France, Italy, uh, and some of the, uh, some of the European uh, areas right now. And as I understand it, it's not just uh, looking at LPs, but also rarer formats as well that you guys Absolutely. are hoping to address. Yeah, so it's a big focus of ours to look at the entire history of recorded music. Obviously, LPs are in a huge resurgence right now, and they have a huge collectability factor. Uh, but CDs and, and tapes also is, uh, have that kind of prominence right now since they've dwindled in store. And now we are seeing also these rarer formats like shellacs and 8-tracks starting to pop back up. And so those are welcome uh, to be cataloged as well. And really anything that touches a physical media format for music is something that we're interested in having cataloged. Right. So even though, like, obviously there's been instances of like promotional things done on like FlexiDisc and stuff like that. I, I would imagine you're hoping to catalog even those kind of, you know, sure, very limited I mean, love, things. We love promotional stuff. In fact, some of our most, you know, sought after items on the site have been promos like a one-track or two-track even CD that is just so limited that, uh, you know, people are, are looking for it. Now, obviously, I mean, the, the place is, is a marketplace as well as, as a database. Mm -hmm. um, but this initiative, I have to imagine, is primarily centered around that, that database aspect of things and, and accounting for or listing all of music history, as you guys talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the marketplace is a wonderful thing and a wonderful tool to look for, uh, you know, items that you want to complete in your collection uh, or your particular discography that you're looking to uh, to fill out. But, you know, the database is something that supports 100% the marketplace. And if the database wasn't there, we wouldn't be able to have the marketplace. And so really, you know, it's about looking through your collection and seeing, you know, maybe you have a rarity that hasn't been, you know, sourced on the site yet. So that's something that could be uploaded and uh, put out there for other people that are looking for that. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's just a giant tool uh, for anybody to use, and it's free, which is a great thing. So mm-hmm. we, we have that open source capability, and it's all user-driven. So all of this, you know, is generated from our community base. And we make that API, you know, open to people who want to take that data and then use it, uh, you know, to, to build out other new tools. Now, I mean, is this a matter of, like, just kind of encouraging people to maybe go through their, their own music collection and, like, type type it into Discogs to see if it's there? Yeah, I mean, you can type it in. We have an app that you can scan in barcodes. So if it's a recent, you know, within the past 20, 30 years where barcodes have been a thing on records or on, on you know, any items uh, that you have, and you can scan it into the system and see if it's uh, is already cataloged. But if it's not, and if it's one of those older records or, or uh, items like the 8-tracks, et cetera, that you can't, you know, do that, you can just type it in. And uh, everything usually has some sort of um, uh, matrix code on records or some sort of serial number. So all that stuff is associated, pre-associated in our search function. So you mm-hmm. can just type that in easily to see if it's there. Now you said you were kind of focusing on on Germany and and some of the like kind of like Central European countries this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is it, when you say you're going to focus on that, like is that trying to boost participation amongst people who live in those countries, or are you looking for people who might have bought records from those countries and, and brought them elsewhere? Both. How do you I go mean, about? Both. So they're they are big. Uh, emerging markets, especially for the music industry in general, but they also have a very rich history of production there, and so there are records and cassettes and and CDs and things that have come out of Europe that are highly sought after, and they're one of those markets that, you know, doesn't always make it, say, to the States or make it, you know, uh, uh, (laughs) get get, um, sold over. And so uh, we were definitely looking into those to see, you know, what's what's missing. What can we get out of these regions that uh, we haven't seen yet? Now, there are about half a million Discogs contributors, roughly. Yeah, we're on the way. So I guess we, we're just at 478,000. So that's a substantial number, which is really awesome. But, I mean, these are dedicated people who are interested in, in, uh, in data entry. Uh, and that's something you have to, like, really kind of dig into the, uh, the nitty-gritty side of collecting once you enter into the database. Right. So hoping to kind of, like, attract some people who maybe aren't quite as big into data entry but who, who might have some stuff that, just hasn't been cataloged or other people don't have? Sure, sure, absolutely. And I mean, it's just, it's fun to go in and, you know, be part of this kind of hive mind contributor base that everybody's working together uh, to really make every entry as complete as possible. And so that's a nice thing. So once you go in and maybe you just want to fill out a little bit of information on a particular record that you might have found that isn't there already, someone else will come along and help guide the rest of the way and enter more info and make it more complete. So it's not just all on you. You can do a, do a little bit, and it'll go a long way. So you can kind of get the ball rolling, but someone else might be able sure. to push it, push it further down the hill. Yeah. Uh, so at Discogs, pretty much across social media and stuff, right? I think you guys, it's, there's no other kind of, it's all just at Discogs. Is that right? That's right. At Discogs, you got it. All right. Uh, and for the September uh, Pledge Initiative, of course, uh, looking to, to boost those uh, cataloging and, and history. Uh, uh, thanks very much for taking some time to talk about it and uh, really appreciate what you uh, you do with the site. I, uh, I've certainly found it invaluable. That's great to hear. And, yeah, definitely go check out Discogs.com. And, um, you know, we'll be looking forward to seeing what comes up. So usually when I interview an artist, I get them to pick a track off of, like, their most recent release. Uh, I'm curious mm-hmm. if there's something you've been digging lately that we can play for listeners. 
Oh man! And I, I know this is like a, a Sophie's <laughs> Choice kind of thing for the shot in the dark, right? Uh, what's the What's a good one that I've been digging on lately? Uh, you want a new release? Or could you want could be new. Old? Could be what's... new to you. Whatever uh, Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. What's something new that I've been jamming on recently? Um, <laughs> we listen to a lot of stuff in the office, and so it kind of fluctuates. And so I'm trying to think of what the best um, track is right now. I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to go too heavy because I, I tend to skew into the metal and the rock and all that stuff, but everybody else hangs out in the uh, in kind of the more um, funk and soul ball part. That's, that's okay. We had Pontiac on the show last week, so it's like we definitely play some heavier stuff. So, Oh, cool. All right. Well, in that case, uh, I've been really into this band, uh, Astronoid. Astronoid. I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard of them. Yeah, yeah. They're on a record label called Blood Music out of Finland, but they are uh, they're a little bit more of a, a mellow. Um, how do I even describe them? They're is like this the post- Massachusetts post metal band. Yeah, yeah, Massachusetts. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. And is there a particular track that you've uh, gravitated towards? <sighs> Something about the sun. I wish I was there while it, the sun set. That's it. Yep. All right. Great, great track. All right. Well, we will give that one a listen. And uh, again, thanks very much for taking some time, man. Awesome. Well, this has been Brad. Love it. All right. Take care. Take care.
by noon. Our day were rocking the blues in the evening. By midnight howling at the moon, oh, there was a party going on. There was a party going on. Everyone in the place had a real good taste for this all-day party going on. Now the dance floor was shoulder to shoulder. People were all having fun. There was no one leaving, no one sitting down until the very last dance was done. Oh, there was a party going on. There was a party going on. Everyone in the place had a real good taste. All day party going on. Smoking, the rest of the band was on fire. You can tell at a glance with everyone in the trance, they're all getting higher and higher and higher. There's a party going on. There was a party going on. Everyone in the place had a real good taste of this all day party going on. Back here on Thank God It's Free Range, and you just heard Big Dave McLean with All Day Party from his forthcoming album, Pocket Full of Nothing. Uh, I believe that Stephen on Ripped Hat Blues, which is on Sunday afternoons from 1 to 2, is in the process of setting something up with Big Dave McLean, maybe getting him into the studio to play a couple songs and chat about the record. Uh, so keep your ears open for that one. Before the break, Mobina Galore with Escape Plan off of the album Don't Worry. They just dropped a video for that this week that features uh, some cameos from a couple of Kansas Sucrums beer, and uh, I'm a big fan of their uh, hopped sour. So, uh, yeah, shout-out to Sucrums, shout-out to Mubina Galore, who have been past guests on this show. Going to leave you with some uh, really great new tracks I've been digging before we hand things over to After 8 Radio. Uh, Sis 
The album is called Gas Station Roses, coming out on Native Cat. We've got a new EP from an artist called Perla. We've got Bridal Party. More from them as they are, are set to come to town September 21st, and we're lining up an interview with them. Speaking of interviews, going to be talking to Rye next week before their show on September 15th. Excited about that one. And we got a new single from Elcon, who we have featured in the past here on Thank God It's Free Range. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next Friday, 6.30 p.m. here on 101.5 UMFM.
Turns out we're being high.